Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Hummel Insurance Group for sponsoring today's show. Hummel Insurance Group now owns and operates seven different offices located throughout the tri-state area. For over 50 years now, the Hummel Insurance Group has been assisting customers with insurance needs and questions. For all your insurance needs, contact Hummel Insurance Group at 812-537-1785. Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. I'm Linda Hutchinson, the Executive Director of Rock Solid Families, and I am here with my amazing home remodeling, Tim the Tool, <laughs> Tim the Tool Man. Oh. Holy cow. We, we you know, literally... snow days are miserable. <laughs> I feel like I've been hired out for slave labor here oh, or something. You have been busy, and I am so thankful because... I have been delegated to painting closets <laughs> and outdoor walls. I usually gave you a stick to go play out in the backyard with. So everything say, we've been yourself. doing involved paint, and so I've kind of like been the cleanup crew and the and the chauffeur and things like that. So well, I appreciate you. After honey. 16 years in the house, there's some rooms that have never mm, been painted except for the yeah. very first time. So getting around to that well, already. And it's kind of like <laughs> one thing led to another thing, led That's, to another thing, led to another thing. And, and the worst part is. I'm only halfway home. I know. I'm so but, sorry. <laughs> like, but hey, the winners. It all started, if you're just listening, young. it all started because we were talking about new carpet. Like it's been 16 years in our house and we've never replaced the carpet in our bedroom. And mm-hmm. so, but then you said you had to move the, the door of your closet. You never liked the door where it was. And so that involved like so then I did that. drywall and then, and then wiring. After, and but then we're going to change the color of the wall. So then that means I needed to change some tile <laughs> out. So now it means flooring throughout. And, so and then it means new vanity. So now so, fixing up the vanity. You're painting the ban- vanity, which like, thank you for, at least trying to do that you know <laughs> yeah that, that, <laughs> so no last night on that. so last night we were going to kind of just like take time out and like watch a movie as a family and we were about ready to do that and you're like i'm done for the night and then there were these fan blades <laughs> you had painted different colors because of course the fan now does not match the wall color and <laughs> so one thing th- leads to the next so poor i thing. learned something very early on home <laughs> projects nothing's easy and nothing's cheap as long yeah. as you put that in your mind you're never disappointed yeah, but that's really not even our topic today. No, yeah, what are we doing? We could really do a whole show on marriage honeydews. Maybe we'll have to make a show about that coming up because oh, you've been I, amazing. I could speak on that one. You've been <laughs> amazing. But no, this is actually a parenting show. So, and a matter of fact, thank goodness our children are a little older because they could have been sticking their finger in light sockets and we would have had no idea because we were I like I probably would have not in- cared. <laughs> Well, the the plate covers were off the the light switches, so you do yeah, have that. to be careful in that room. I'm waiting at about three o'clock in the morning to get up to go to the bathroom and stick my finger in the open you light know, switch. This is probably TMI, but we have switched around where our bed is. Like mm-hmm. for 16 years, it's been on this wall, right? Right. And I've been getting off on the left side or the right side. Well, we flipped the bed to a different wall. Not only did we flip <laughs> the bed, but we also then flipped sides because now it makes more sense for me to be on the other oh side. Oh my gosh. And now I haven't struggled with it at all. I have. Oh my gosh. I have horribly. <laughs> I actually woke up in the middle of the night last night to go to the restroom and I didn't even know where I was because I'm like, one, I'm trying not to trip over like paint rollers <laughs> and stuff. And then I'm on the other side of the bed and the bed's on the different wall. 
It's just really You did crazy. find the bathroom, though, <laughs> right? Tell me you found the bathroom and didn't go in the closet and do... <laughs> Can you tell we're a little slap happy? All right, all right. <laughs> so let, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, let's yeah. let's get into our show. We do, are mm-hmm. going to do a parenting um, topic, and I think uh, it's kind of long overdue. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a whole lot of that stuff coming mm-hmm. into the office right now. So, um, you know, that always kind of prompts a little bit of our conversation mm-hmm. that Linda and I have, that which is really a big... Um, kind of the origin of a lot of our shows like what are we talking about what's yeah. coming through our doors so we have a lot of this sort of thing coming yeah. in so let's thank a couple sponsors mm-hmm. and then let's just get into this yeah okay yeah we want to thank casey's outdoor solutions and hummel insurance and maxwell construction for their support of rock solid radio we are so thankful for these community partners who sponsor the show and really just believe in what we're doing and so we just want to thank them and please let them know that you appreciate their support as well yeah. Also, uh, a little reminder about the Secure the Knot mm. Marriage Retreat or workshop, I should call it, uh, which is on February nineteenth. So that last day, really, I think is like it's coming up today or yeah. something soon. But if no, you call, we're it's coming it's really coming soon. soon. Yeah. It's coming very I believe soon. It's February eleventh. Okay. So, so two thousand twenty-two. If you're listening, and to the show. and the reason why we don't know exactly is because I think it could be a little bit of a gray area. It's definitely not the day before. Mm, no. But if you call or contact Bright Christian Church, which I think it's brightcc.org uh, mm-hmm. is the website. So go on there. And guys, this is um, kind of, it's a busy day, but it's it's a whole lot of the same kind of things that we get in our shows, but it's going to be very concentrated. Mm-hmm. It's going to be time for Q&A, uh, which is a great opportunity for people to just bring yeah. Um, their stuff up and let's see if we can mm-hmm. help. So yeah, and, get and on please board. do not think it's like eight hours of us just talking. Like that's something oh, like Lord, Charlie that Brown. Was, I couldn't take <laughs> the that. Charlie Brown teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. No, it is really a broken up into some different sessions. It's got catered lunch and breakfast and and really some time for you two to kind of do some homework and right. kind of unpack what we talk about. So it's a lot of breaking up, a lot of uh, different things going on that day. So I really think you'll enjoy it. Just. February 19th, 9 to 5, at Bright Christian Church in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So if you live in the greater Cincinnati, southeast Indiana area, we would love for you to come and join us. All right. So this leads right into a big shout out Mm. that we want to do for our upcoming program. We've been talking about this for the last... Uh, at least few weeks on our show here, but yeah. we and we're wanting the first week of March to launch our pilot program for mm-hmm. rock solid marriages, guys. This is going to be an incredibly awesome program where mm-hmm. we're actually right now the pilot. We're looking for couples, okay, and for, for it's going to be half price because you're part of the pilot. Mm-hmm. It's going to be intensive in the sense of what you get. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to be getting one-on-one coaching sessions. You're going to get weekly Q&A sessions, which mm-hmm. will be an open Zoom uh, type uh, format. Uh, plus, you'll be getting just uh, guidelines and worksheets and things that go with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's we go through seven steps to build a rock-solid marriage. And, and we're estimating it's going to take between 10 and 12 weeks or so. Like I said, this is the pilot. Right. So if we have to take more time or you have a, mm-hmm. a different uh, sort of direction that you feel like, man, you know, we need some help here, we're going to give you that help, okay? Yeah. So when you kind of boil all of this down with all you're going to get, yeah. I mean, this is well over a $1,500 value. It's actually closer to about a $2,500 yeah, value in terms of the hours. 
hours that we would be if we were charging mm-hmm. somebody to come in our office. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we are reaching out right now. And if yeah. you're interested, let us know. Yeah. I mean, think about this. This is really coaching that we do every day in our office. We're doing that now with one-on-ones with our couples, but then also <laughs> group. We're really mm-hmm. trying to create a community, hun, right. because honestly, part of what we're seeing are couples who don't even have godly friends, Christian friends and couples to hang out with and kind of do life with in a healthy way. And so we're really trying to create a community of mm-hmm. people who are just wanting to be healthy and to be in community with other healthy families. And so we're really trying to create that with rock solid marriages. So, you know, message us, call us at 812-576-ROCK. That's 812-576-7625. And just let us know you're interested and we'll do a little phone interview to make sure we're the right fit. You're the right fit. Mm-hmm. And that maybe this you'll be selected as one of our couples. Again, this is a pilot program, but it is a curriculum that we've written, but it's also involving coaching. And so it's like coming into our office plus kind of a step-by-step how to build yep. a rock solid marriage that lasts, built to last. Guys, uh, we believe that the work that we do is uh, some super great quality work and I not to pat ourselves on the back but both Lynn and I come to this after lots of years of seeing families mm-hmm. gone bad. And so it wasn't like we went to college and said, we're just going to go mm-hmm. uh, counsel people. We saw such a great need in our schools, our churches, and in our community for what happens mm-hmm. when families fall apart, especially due to marriage issues. Yeah. And so w- we very easily could have gone into the retirement world and I could have gone work at Home Depot <laughs> or something so I could do projects <laughs> all the time. But it, it's because we really mm. burn with a passion to say, you know, one of the marks that we want to leave um, as our legacy is that we want to pour into families. Mm-hmm. And so we put our hearts into this. And when we're working with a couple, um, I think you're going to see the thing that sets us apart from a lot of regular therapy is that um, you're not going to get off the hook easy. I mean, <laughs> we, we are going to get in it with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to feel our emotion in it. And you're going to see the work. You're going to be expected to work. Um, yeah. So if you're coming in just thinking we'll fix you, that that's not how any mm-hmm. therapy or coaching works. So our hearts in it, and I think you're really going to see that that Lynn and I mm-hmm. uh, work together uh, when we're working with with these situations and couples. So you're going to get the best of us. Yeah, I mean we come from a teaching coaching background where we want you to have some skin in the game, and that we know that you're the one that makes the changes. But we've worked with over 280 families just last year, one-on-one in our office in St. Leon, Indiana. But we know that God has called us to work with exponentially more couples. We know there's such a need out there and that this online coaching program could go and reach people nationwide. You don't have to live in greater Cincinnati area Mm -hmm. to be involved in this program. So please, if you are somewhere else in the country or in the world, please Give us a call. You could be part of our pilot, even if you don't live in Cincinnati, Ohio. So we would love to have you join us. Yeah, don't don't let the money thing hold you back. The work that you will do will be so worth mm-hmm. what you're getting. And the passion that you're going to see us work with is going to drive the passion for you guys to work, okay? And so don't hold back on this. If you're thinking about it, like Linda said before, we are going to select the people. And Mm -hmm. and just to be quite honest with you, if you're not ready to do the work, then you're not going to be selected, okay? Because this is work. When we get done coaching couples, we don't go, man, that was a walk in the park. (laughs) We go to work. And if you're not ready to go to work, then you will not be selected. So, But if you are, 
you jump on because yeah. we, we are going to bring your marriage to the best level it's ever been. Yeah, there is hope. There is hope and help out there. So please don't settle for anything less than God's best. And that's not just for people who are, you know, maybe interested in this online coaching program, Roxelle and Marriages, but really anybody who's listening today, when it comes to parenting, you know, we're going to be talking about how do we become the parents that God has asked us to be, you know, and he's given us instructions. He's given yep. us commands. And so we really want to talk about that today. So let's get to the parenting part of this, hon, because you and I work with couples every day. We work with teenagers and young adult kids every day, and we are seeing an epidemic of a parenting issue here. And, and the kids are coming in younger and younger, and the parents are literally looking at us like, fix them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're literally like, it's really the parents we need to work with. And, and typically, that's what we do say. I mean, yeah. on occasion, if you had a kid that went through some trauma or something, we, we will definitely work with a child that has gone through trauma. But mostly, when we're talking about parenting situations, we just are not very fruitful when we're working mm. with the kid. Just the child. We have to go after the parents. And so, hon, enter a little bit of our background here. I really mm. want to make a statement here as to why we are faith-based and why you need to mm. know why we are faith-based, okay? So the whole idea, hon, the reason why we struggle in, our, struggle in our marriages, the reason why we struggle in our parenting is because we have gone adrift on God's plan. Mm. We have stepped out of his nature and we don't even realize it half the time. Like this has nothing to do with whether you're a criminal or a bad person Mm. or anything like that. We have just drifted away from the word of God and how he, Mm. he says, this is how my nature should roll. Whether Mm -hmm. it's in real nature or whether it's in your home, this is how it should roll. And he brings Christ in to be uh, teaching us and actually bringing it in a human way. And so the reason why we know that is because any couple that we work with, we will find that they have gone to their own way, Mm. as Linda and I have as well, right? Mm -hmm. We all have that human nature that pulls us there. And the longer we stay in our way of thinking, if it doesn't coincide with God's way, it will run into problems. And so us being faith-based, you guys need to know that when you Mm. hear it, because it's not that we're going to beat you over the head with the Bible, but we are going to say, okay, well, Mm. what's God's Word say about this? Because if we don't have that then we're mm-hmm. going to start shooting from the the hip mm-hmm. of opinion, right? Yeah. For sure. And so that really gets to what we're talking about today is the erosion of parental authority, you know, the the really leading our home well. God has called us as mom and dad to lead our children, to know him, to follow him, to kind of be the kind of people that God's called us to be. And so we've seen this erosion, hun, and it's really kind of escalated in a, in a really horrible way in the last, I would say, 10, 20 years. And, and it really, has a lot to do with this collapse mm-hmm. of parenting. And, and that kind of leads me to one of the books that I really have found very easy to read, but very eye-opening. And it was written by Dr. Leonard Sachs, who mm-hmm. is a psychologist and also a family physician. And he wrote The Collapse of Parenting. And it really was disturbing in a way of really what he was saying when it comes to why is our authority being eroded? Why have we as parents kind of abdicated the role Mm -hmm. of parenting and authority in the home? And it was really kind of sad. Well, so, hon, you say um, we've seen this for the last 10 or 20 years. But here's here's really, that's when we started to see the symptoms. True. But the actual 
decay of the family started? I mean, it's, it's always been a process, right? We've always tried to pull away from well, God. Well, since the fall of man, we've right, been eroding. Right, right. We've always been eroding. <laughs> Sin has but, kind of eroded. But in the, in the late 60s and, se- and early 70s, we made a conscious effort to say that mm. humans can outthink God. In other mm. words, the human way is better. Uh, a, a phrase uh, for that is, you know, if it feels good, do it. Mm. Um, I'm going to do things my way. Right, those are phrases that came out of that time, and mm-hmm. so that started there that mindset. And now we have seen, like you said, hun, <clears throat> 20 years ago, we started to see the trickle mm-hmm. of this. And so, this is on you and I, yeah. our generation, in terms of how we were raised, yeah. but now in our parenting, and we are seeing the vital statistics that mm-hmm. indicate a major decline and yeah. the raising of kids and family culture. Yeah, you're right. We've kicked God out of the schools and the homes. We've we've kind of, his word is not relevant in people's eyes anymore or important. And so there are things that are replacing that. And, you know, um, Dr. Sachs talks about one of the biggest is the phone. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. again, we're not blaming the phone, but the phone in the hands of a immature child with an undeveloped mind or brain is dangerous. And we have done that. And the minute you give your child a phone, now think about this parents, what age did you give your child a phone? Okay, whatever the age that is, you've abdicated your role as the primary voice in your child's life. The minute they have a phone in their hand, they're going to go to Google, YouTube, and their friends to find out answers and ask questions instead of you in the front seat mm-hmm. <laughs> or you in the other room. And I, we've seen this, right? Yeah. We have five children, and the minute they had the phone, they were asking their friends, and they were FaceTiming their friends, and they're texting their friends, and looking up on YouTube and Google and all of those things. And that wasn't what we grew up with. Yeah, I mean, you can even go farther in the whole um Alexa, that you can have oh, a conversation yeah. <laughs> with her. So you don't even have to talk to people anymore. Yeah. And then she will tell you way mm-hmm. too often what you want to hear, you know? And, and so there's just these, all these little mm-hmm. slow, erosive sort of uh, behaviors yeah. and technologies that we've taken in. And at first thought we go, yeah, why not? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's here to stay, which we're not denying that that stuff's right. here to stay. What we're wanting to advocate for is make sure you know your foundation for how you're going yeah. to your parent. Make sure you establish some basics that we're going to go mm-hmm. through here in a bit. Once you do that, then it sets you on a nice level ground for how you're going to approach each one of these yeah. issues. It doesn't mean the issues are just going to go away, right? Yeah. But now you, and especially we're going to talk about the idea of you coming together with yeah. your spouse. Yeah. And now you can parent your child. And you need to know your child, okay? We're not sitting here and declaring that this certain age is the right answer because every child is different. But let's be very, very careful with the maturity level and the age appropriateness of what you're doing and giving to your child. And so we're going to be talking about that in a little bit more. But, you know, be very careful because our kids are listening to 11, 12-year-olds, okay? Here's another one, hon, and that is the discord and the disrespect in our culture today. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all over. I mean, it's in the news. It's on social media. It's out. Did you see recently the news of the youth basketball game where the parent 
came out of the stands and beat the crud out of, I don't know if it was a ref or another parent or a coach, literally, like it was on film. I I don't know that I saw that one, but I've seen that Youth basketball just recently. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, how many little eyes were watching two adults get into it about a youth basketball game? It was ridiculous. So many things just out of line there. Speaking of out of line, a huge area that the book also points out is the parents that run without boundaries Mm. because we call that permissive parenting, but the whole idea of, well, you know, if that's Mm. the worst they do, well, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're okay. They're not hurting anyone. And so Mm. not setting boundaries. Um, you know, I've worked with couples before and I've said, so let me get this right. (laughs) Basically you live in your kid's house. Is Mm. that the way we would like to phrase this? And way too often, honey, they go, that's exactly right. Mm. I feel like I'm living in my kid's house. Yeah. Like when my kid comes home from school and they're in a bad mood, everybody's on eggshells. Yeah. When my, you know, and yeah. nobody should be on those kind of eggshells, but especially no. when the kid comes in, they should not be dictating how the house runs. Yeah. I mean, come on, mom, dad, you can say the word no, and it's okay if they're mad at you. You know, when we adopted our three youngest children, when they came into our home, we kind of established that we would talk about getting a phone when they're in the eighth grade. Okay. And they were 11, 10 and seven when they came in. So for the youngest one, who is now 14, that was a long time for him, (laughs) but we didn't change our tune. We set a boundary. That's what we thought was reasonable. And then we followed through with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if he was the only eighth grader that didn't have a phone. Like we said, I think in the the country, maybe the world, (laughs) according to him, you know, but, but just because we want to be liked or because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean we change our values and our boundaries. And that is apparent. It's important that you decide what is healthy, what's respectable. Are you going to allow your child to go out on a date at age 12? (laughs) Are you going to let them call the shots on what they do and don't do at the age of 10? Like, let's be a parent and set some boundaries. Because the bottom line, is we were not keeping the phone away as a punishment. We were keeping it away because now we have enough evidence to prove to us Mm. how dangerous it can be, how he could hurt other people and other people could hurt Mm. him. And we're not talking about just somebody hurts your feelings. We are talking in many cases, long-term ramifications, negative impact type things, Mm -hmm. everything that could involve the law to simply rewiring your brain Mm -hmm. and adding to the ADHD type symptoms (laughs) that many of us already have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these things are, are a a big deal. And for us to put that in the hand of an eight, nine, 10, 11 year old is just not good parenting. And and again, we're not chastising you as parents because we're learning this, but now it is Mm -hmm. time. It is time for us to begin setting the boundaries. Yeah. So who's running your house is the question. So just because you're the loudest yeller or you can pound your fist the more and spank the biggest, I mean, that doesn't make you. Spank the biggest. Or spank the hardest. Hardest. I don't know. That doesn't sound, none of it sounds good. But I mean, that doesn't make you in control. Okay. As a matter of fact, we would say you're out of control. Right. So we're going to talk about how do you get authority? Because, hun, you've worked the last 20 years of your career in the education mm-hmm. world was spent as an elementary school counselor. So you did tons of this where you worked with parents, mm-hmm. okay, and you helped them establish authority in the home and parent in a way that is healthy and safe for their kids. So tell us a little bit about 
the difference I know you love to talk about authoritative parenting versus authoritarian parenting. Mm -hmm. I know I learned this firsthand, uh, not, not in a good way, and well before my counseling years within the school setting. My mom was a yeller. Mm, she had five mom. five kids that would push her buttons. Well, there was like three of them in diapers at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and, and like, so we would push her buttons. Including twins. They were about to put her over the edge. And she would yell. Mm. And when I was really young, I used to think, oh, my gosh, you know, we're all in trouble. And then I started to see that it was pretty empty mm. because she, either we exhausted her, you know, whatever, <laughs> but she couldn't follow it up. Her bark was bigger than her bite. Right. And and then when I got into those teenage years, we started to sort of use it against her. Mm. And I knew there was no authority behind it. Mm. And so that That's yelling sweet. and screaming was like, um, you know, something that just bounced right off of, especially my brothers and I. And so I'm not proud to say that. Mm. But I also know that my mom was working out of emotion. And so what happens here, guys, we want to make a very, very distinct difference between being an authoritative parent versus an authoritarian parent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Authoritative. I always like to think of this as just this is when we are in charge by our mere presence, mm. okay? Yeah. Just by our walking in the room, mm. okay? What, you know, we, we know these people at work, in the workplace. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're at a workplace and, and the boss, so to speak, walks in and you know, they don't have to say anything. And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, hey, because yep. it's a different level. Commands of presence. Uh, yeah, yeah, that commanding of presence, that <clears throat> different level of respect. And there's no word mentioned of saying you need to respect me. Mm. In fact, if you have to, do, <laughs> if you have to call it out like yeah. that, yeah. you're not respecting me. Then there's a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the reason or the way that we begin to get this this sort of presence is by our actions. Our actions speaking much more often mm -hmm. and much louder than our words. And please hear what I just said. Our actions speaking much more often and louder and that mm -hmm. is a big deal because sometimes as parents we get desperate and we think we can mm. talk our kids into things yeah maybe i'll just keep preaching that i'll keep preaching it i'll keep preaching and i'm not mm. saying there isn't value to preach i mean we, <laughs> as parents i think sometimes we do sound like broken records but at the end of the day if we are not enforcing it with like, no, this is how we roll. And yeah. so the this is the expectation and here are the consequences yeah. for it or also here are the rewards for it, right? There are, yeah. There's a benefit to it. So that's the authoritative and that's what we're striving for. If mm -hmm. you're an authoritarian, mm -hmm. you're basically doing a lot of yelling. Mm. Um, I see men doing <clears throat> this in terms of smacking the kids around, um, punching walls, yeah. slamming tables. Almost getting a fear factor going on. Yeah, like, you mm. will listen mm -hmm. to me. And, and again, l let's just be honest here. Linda and I have felt that and even gone down that road yeah. before, okay? Guilty. Because the emotions can get the best mm -hmm. of us. But the faster I can catch myself mm -hmm. and back out and go, okay, no, no, no. That's yeah. not how we're going to go here. The better parent I can be. So yeah. authoritarian versus so, authoritative. Okay, I think I was authoritative um, teacher. I taught junior high and I, I, I felt like I had, you know, commanded respect and authority in my classroom. Yeah. But I would go to That's... bed and I would have these nightmares <laughs> of just screaming to the top of my lungs and no one's listening. And I, <laughs> I felt like I was out of control, right? Usually it was when I was pregnant, you know, but it, it was one of those feelings of feeling out of control and feeling like I lost 
you know, the discipline in the room. And then I would wake up and have this bad cold sweat. But that's important. Like we've got to be careful with how we use those emotions and how we respond to when they get us upset or when they, you know, break a rule or whatever, you know, that we get stay in control. That's how we gain, I believe, authority in the home. Yeah. So hun, let's walk through. We've yeah. got like 10 basic areas that, that yeah. you know, if you want to get out a piece of paper yeah. and a pen or pencil and just jot these down, because th- this is a little checklist, not not to, you know, if you can check, check. the box, it makes you a great parent. <laughs> but the idea, th- these are where we see mm-hmm. that people can break down. But if you can reinforce and practice, like maybe you have a couple of these areas that you're like, eh, I'm not very good at that. Hey, then yeah. hone in on that area. Okay? Yeah. So the number one, and hon, we talk about this all the time because we're a rock solid family right (laughs) is establish common values as parents you know have a foundation of why you do what you do like what are your values what do you stand for what are your what is your constitution you always call it Mm -hmm. what are your commandments of your of your home and by the way we would encourage you to use God's word as that foundation but whatever that is you decide and make sure that you've got common values as parents right and and so the second one then is just as you said Mm -hmm. as parents unify Mm-hmm. Okay. If I come up with mine and Linda <laughs> has hers, you yeah. know, probably 90% of those just by our nature are going to be the same mm-hmm. or in the same ballpark, but it's going to be those few that we don't quite get together yeah. on. Like, well, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I don't know mm-hmm. if I need to go there. That right there will be the chink in the armor, the yep. break. Okay. And so it's on a lot of these things. And sometimes you won't discover that you're different on them until something goes wrong. Yeah. But have that conversation away from the kids and seek that common ground. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like we, whether let's say cleaning the house or yeah. something. Okay. Hey, if, if Linda has a certain level of cleaning the house and I have a different level, we need to come to common mm-hmm. ground because we want to be able to support each other. And, and if, if Linda doesn't support my level or I don't support hers, mm-hmm. we're going to get dissension. Okay. So I'm going to take a time out right there because I hear some single parents out there coming from blended families or divorced families saying, yeah, that sounds great, Merle and Linda, but we have two different homes and mm. two different foundations. And I get it. We've got a lot of those clients coming in yep. our office. And so it is hard. Divorce sucks. I mean, we're just going to say it. It stinks we, that we don't like that either. Am I going to have to edit that out? Did you just say uh, that? Sorry. But you know, the point is, is that yes you're right and that's part of the problem is that Mm -hmm. there's two different foundations and value systems and so you've got to kind of speak that out like if it's if it's different and you cannot work with as co-parents we did a co-parenting show man at all costs try to work something out because you will get played Mm -hmm. and that will be the chink in the armor and the problems in your home. And so if you can get on the same page, great. If not, then I would let that child know. I understand that it's different in dad's house, but at mom's house, this is the way we roll and this is why. And I would establish that very clearly, even though it is different in dad's. Yeah, hard. man, hundred percent. That is, that is a must. Mm. And, and so hon, I hear you completely on that. I mean, the divorce part really does stink. Um, that's another reason why God's way says don't mm-hmm. do that because mm-hmm. of the after effects mm-hmm. of it. Now, with that being said, we're not saying ever no to divorce when we have cases of abuse mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Then we certainly seek um, safety and, and that type of thing. But the bottom line, um, we do this, by the way, Go if you're going to get the divorce, get the divorce if that's where you are. But 
Come get some parenting mm-hmm. coaching so the two of you can figure yeah. out how you're going to seek the common ground and raise these kids because yeah. you do not want to perpetuate brokenness mm-hmm. into the next generation confusion. by bad parenting. Yeah. yeah, and it does. It creates chaos for our kids, insecurity, anxiousness, depression. It, it, it really runs the gamut because the kids don't feel secure. They have no right. idea what to believe, what to follow, who to listen to. And so the third point, hon, or number three is, you've got to communicate those healthy boundaries very clearly okay don't make them guess what your expectation is don't catch them doing it wrong and they go oh by the way this is what you're supposed to do no clearly communicate it up front I think that's a huge part me as a teacher man Mm -hmm. not that I gave this long laundry list of rules but I made it very clear the expectations that I'm asking for my students and man they rate they went they rose to that level and Mm -hmm. really jumped that bar because I said it really high and Mm -hmm. I got that I call it posting speed limits signs Mm. that's what this is all right so the law basically says that we need to be safe drivers okay so that's the basic traffic law idea Mm. but then because we're human (laughs) and we start tweaking it well what does that Mm -hmm. exactly mean okay we have to be ahead of the game Mm -hmm. as parents when we're trying to raise up our kids and so as you say i have to state my boundaries (laughs) and i'm not even going to have them all perfect because there's going to be little loopholes okay just like we have in real life but once i establish my area i'm going to post my speed limit signs because the last thing i'm going to do is argue police Mm -hmm. officers do not argue when they're writing Mm -hmm. speeding tickets all right they sit down and they look at the ticket (laughs) and they're unemotional and that is the key to good parenting in those situations that you're you know what i'm not going to engage with this Mm -hmm. because i know my values so the police officer says i know my job my job is to keep people safe this is the limit right and then the limit has been posted Mm -hmm. and this guy chose to go through it now again there's always a level of grace. That's why we love those police officers that give us warnings, right? <laughs> Which I used to so, so, but if I always just got warnings, mm-hmm. I would know that the the speed limit sign yeah. meant Good nothing. Point. Good point. Okay? And so you cannot abuse that as a parent. You have to... Even if you don't like it, like I think sometimes our kids think they that we like mm. when we get that, when they're in trouble, yeah. and we don't. Like yeah. I, I've never met a parent that had joy in that. It's like no, mm. it's a pain in the rear. Yeah. But you have to lay the line and stick to it. Okay, so this is perfect that you're talking about driving and speed limit and did police you get officers. A today? No, 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 no. I did drive on the expressway kind of fast. But anyway, <laughs> number four is be clear about the consequences if they if they cross the boundary line okay so this is a perfect example there's a road that i would take to work all the time that had this stop sign in the middle of nowhere like it really didn't seem like it had a point but and and sometimes i might have like not stopped completely right wow well, this is true confession this is true i'm not telling you you what know road i it do is. have several police officer friends i do too but anyway <laughs> there is a sign now at that stop sign that says that running this stop sign will cost you 161 dollars no, or something like that it says so it says like full to- stops free yeah. rolling stops 149 but my point is yeah. is that they clearly communicated the consequence if i chose to run that stop sign 
that that's the consequence. And so it kind of has deterred me. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. even though I don't think there's cameras out in the middle of the cornfields by where I'm going, like, it still is something that I kind of would think twice about now. Yeah. I mean, again, this is not about whether the stop light or stop sign is in a stupid place. Okay. That, because your <laughs> kids think, to Linda. <laughs> yeah, your kids think all of your boundaries are stupid. Yeah. So just get over that. Yeah. Okay. That's what kids are supposed to do. Right. Or say, yeah. So, so no, this is not going to be that debate. Well, I think that's a stupid rule. No, no. <laughs> that's why we established our values from right. the get go. And I'm the parent and you're not. Right. You know? So on this, this next part right here, I think this is where we see folks slide from authoritative mm. right into authoritarian and so please pay attention right here this is how you'll catch yourself yep. okay number five uh, authoritarian parents will let their moods drive their discipline actions okay that's not number five it's, I mean, it's coming on to number five. That's not like not. That's not what we want them to do. Right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. 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 And so the idea here is you have to be predictable and know your moods. Yeah. Okay. And you have to understand how you react with your moods. Mm -hmm. So I, here's this would be in my case when I'm in a good mood and I'm being Mr. Silly around the house. The kids know they can get by with more. Right. Okay. They might they might call you like by your first name. Hey Merle. Yeah, yeah. On? And something like that. You know? And I'll and I'll just like uh, laugh and bring it back. And then when I'm tired mm, or hangry hey Merle, and or something, like, <laughs> and then I want to knock their head off. Right. <laughs> and and then it's like, okay, but see, part mm -hmm. of that was on me. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't we're not saying we can't have fun with our kids. What I have to do is I have to regulate and understand my mood. So if mm -hmm. I'm like, uh like it is good. If I come in and I'm tired and I'm not in the best <laughs> mood, to be able to just say, guys, I'm just not in the mood today, yeah, yeah. All right? That way you've kind of set the stage, the kids mm -hmm. know what that means, and they can back off. Yeah. Because if they do cross that mood barrier, then I'm going to respond differently. Yeah. This predictability, hon, is really key right now. I think there's a lot of stressed out parents, a lot of overwhelmed parents, and so their answers is just whatever. Do whatever we want. Mm. And so things that you would normally say is off limits or no, that crosses the boundary. When you're tired or overwhelmed, you just kind of like when we did, we we're remodeling the, the bedroom was like, you know, thank God they were doing good things. Because if they were doing bad things, we probably wouldn't yeah. even have known. <laughs> like we're not even paying attention. Yeah. And so like that's really what you got to be careful of. Be predictable. Once you're predictable with that, you got to be predictable with your follow through. Yeah, You've laid out the consequences. You've got to be consistent. We like to know in advance. So Lynn and I will do this all the time. This is not something that you do one and done. We talk all the time. Maybe one of the kids gets in a little bit of trouble or something. Mm -hmm. And before we even talk to the kids about it, we get together and we say, okay, so what's the right level yep. of consequence for this? Mm -hmm. All right. I, we do, we avoid trying to blurt it out. It has happened mm -hmm. at times yeah. because we've gone to the emotional side, but we try to avoid mm -hmm. it. Like I'll even say, you know what? I just need to talk to mom about that and we're going to figure it out together. Yep. That's not, that doesn't mean I'm going for mom's, um, she's going to dictate or I'm going to dictate. Mm -hmm. It means that we're going to go back and forth. And, you know, we both go, you know what? Uh, I think two days without the phone, it would be appropriate. You know what? Mm -hmm. I think that sounds good. Okay. Yep. And then you go deliver it. Yep. But you are consistently working back and forth. Yep. And then you're delivering the, the consequence that is appropriate for the crime. Yeah. So that really gives your kids security. They know what to expect. 
and they know that these are boundary lines and that this is an expectation in your home. The, the another thing, huh? Number seven is really be calm. Like you said, the emotion. Do not let your emotions create this irrational behavior and these inconsistent decisions for everybody. The kids fired up, you're fired up, the house is roaring. It, mm-hmm. it really it's time for a timeout. Like if everybody's stoked and everybody's emotionally charged, right. there's gonna be no rational conversation and no good decisions being made. So let's stay calm. Let's take a time out and regroup when things have settled down emotionally. Yeah. So this this next part, boy, I'm going to step on some toes here. Oh, yeah. Okay. You are. So um, here's one of the things that I think bad parenting from the 80s and 90s, is, and this was from a psychologist. Psychologist said this, that you need to explain things to your kids. You need to, they, they, they deserve that. And you know what? They, they do deserve that up front and early, but not often. Okay. Meaning that here, here's what we oftentimes have found with our parents. They keep thinking they're going to talk their kids out of these sort of behaviors, mm. okay? And they're going to explain, and they're going to explain, and they're going to explain. And they're not going to follow through. Yes, we do. Like, we have conversations with our kids. We say, you know what? So you you don't make the grade. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. And you're going to explain why that's important, all right? But after that, you're going to kind of let it hang. Mm-hmm. Because there's that's just where they are in their development. And I think we sometimes think that just because our kid's gifted, right? Somebody told us that our kid is gifted, that we think that they can actually uh, logically run that process through their mind. And we forget that their nature is self-centered. Hmm. And, it, and it, it's, it's supposed to be that way. They're kids, right? But I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time explaining things yeah. that they're not going to get. With that being said, and, I, and I've said this before, one of the things that I remember my dad doing, and I know, I know for fact he never read a psychology book. <laughs> I know that. No parenting books. No. Never read one. Yeah. But one of the things I clearly remember my dad doing, whether we got our, our little butts uh, spanked or whatever it was, he would send us to our room afterward. Go. Mm-hmm. You need to go to your room. And we'd go there, and you'd be in that room crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And about a half hour or so later, he would come in mm-hmm. and he would sit down on the bed right next to you and he'd put his arm around you mm. and he was, there was no preaching. There was no yelling. There was an expression that he loved us mm. and just that whole idea of, Hey, now you understand why mm-hmm. that happened. You understand that we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea, like I remember I couldn't wait for my dad to come back in because I that showed me that he still loved yeah. me. Yeah. And and that right there, that's mm-hmm. when the explanation can come because the emotions are calm. He's mm-hmm. not there to try to argue with you as to why he was right and you were mm-hmm. wrong. He's there to say, yeah. this is how this goes, yeah. but I still love you. Yeah. Right? So what I hear you say is keep the explanation short, sweet, and with love. With love, for yeah, sure. for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like... like I you, don't know how short some of those were. Well, but <laughs> honestly, it is. We found that out from experience that, mm-hmm. you know, you can just feel like you're talking yourself to yep. death. And it's just sometimes short and sweet, you know, making sure they know they're loved and they're forgiven and that we're going to move on and we're not going to keep this over their head for the rest of their life. That's really important. You know, so that's number eight. Number nine mm. is never negotiate with a child. Okay, I, I, oh my gosh, it's like fingernails on a blackboard when I hear parents in the, in the, you know, at Kroger's or in a restaurant, well, honey, (laughs) if you do this, then I'll do that. And I'm thinking, 
oh my gosh, where's mm. your authority? Mm. Come on, right. let's not negotiate with a child. So we don't ne- negotiate with kids. We lay down because we know the values. Mm-hmm. We set out what is going to happen, all right? Because here's what we're trying to establish, mom and dad, please listen to this. We are building their value system. We're building it. They don't have it. They weren't born with a value system. Mm-hmm. And so our rule here is that we don't start to allow a process of negotiating until we can start to trust the value system of the kids that honors our value system, mm. okay? So if in our house, our value system is that we all work for the good of the family, that we serve each other, um, that we honor God, you know, whatever our values are, okay? And if we start to see maybe by the time they're 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 or maybe 20, I don't know what mm-hmm. it takes, but when we finally mm-hmm. start to see that that's the value system that we see them living by, now we can start to engage in a, a level of negotiation. Almost mature Th- Think of it like this. <laughs> Would you negotiate with a car salesman that you knew was a crook? <laughs> no. I was trying to, trying to swindle right? that. Yeah. And that's, it's, I'm not saying your kid's a crook. What I'm saying is, is I'm still not trusting yeah. what they value, whether they value mm-hmm. the good of the family over themselves. And so that's why we do not negotiate with kids because we're still trying to get them to see what yeah. we value in this family. Yeah. And when we start to hear our kids talking, our value system, whether it's with their own friends, whether mm-hmm. it's at school, and we hear their conversation of what they value, and we go, you know what? That sounds a whole lot like what we would value. Mm-hmm. Now we can start to open the door to different types and levels of negotiation depending on their age. Yeah. The last one, number 10, is never argue with your child. Okay? It is so oh, <laughs> it is so sad to hear parents arguing with a child. And just kind of Did you say never? Never. Yeah, that's what she said. Never. <laughs> Never. I mean, why? It's almost like you're handing the power and control. I deal with this all the time with teenagers even, and, and they have um, a sibling or something that they are struggling with. I'm like, why are you handing that power and control over to that person you're arguing with? Like, throw water on that fire. Don't throw more gasoline on it. It's already erupting. Never yeah. argue with a child. It's literally should be your stopping point right there. The minute you argue, you engage you in an argument, you actually lost. <laughs> yeah. You, you lost, lost because your kid mm-hmm. said, so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me I could possibly I gotcha. persuade you because mm-hmm. you're stepping into the ring with them. And so, honey, as you said, when you f- listen, I'm not saying you're not going to get the feeling to argue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that feeling is real and it comes at yep. you. You feel like you need to get that last word too. Mm-hmm. Now, just disengage. Yeah. Disengage with confidence. Like, no, I know what I said, mm-hmm. I know what I stand for, I know how we're going to do things. You can mm-hmm. go talk to the wall. Again, I'm not saying that disrespectfully, yeah. but that's how the messaging goes to them that yeah. this is a value I don't argue on so you know number eight when we said the expectations you talk is short sweet and with love i would say firm you know make sure that when you go in there like your dad did that he's not wavering like oh i'm sorry honey i got you upset like i know you're mad at me and this how about we do this no like you explain it why you do what you did and then you make sure they know like we're not going to argue about this we're not going to negotiate about it and so mom and dad as we wrap up please please we need you 
your kids need you. Mm-hmm. They need you to step up and be the parent. Our schools and our community are desperately needing parents t- to fill that role of authority and setting some healthy boundaries for their children. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, guys, we say it all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't do our work for today. We do it for today and the next generation, mm-hmm. the generations to come. And so early on, we talked about the erosion started back in the 60s and 70s. And listen, we're not blaming anybody because it's our human nature to seek the new and better. And, and we, we buy ideas all mm-hmm. the time, right? Oh, that kind of feels good. I think I'll try that. But we're seeing that this experiment has not worked well, okay? <laughs> no. And so please, like, understand. And if you don't buy what Linda and I are talking about here, then mm-hmm. we do challenge you to go do the research. Yeah. Go do the research yourself and look at the statistics of what it takes to raise good, strong, happy, healthy, well-adjusted kids. And you're going to see so much of God's word reflected in that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we just, we love when we see parents today just doing Mm -hmm. it well because their kids are the fruit of their labor. Yeah. You know, the Bible says to speak the truth in love. And then another part talks about, you know, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have and do it with gentleness and respect. Respect and gentleness and love is what our kids need, but they need the firm foundation of truth and values that we're seeing comes from God's word. So as we close today, we once again want to thank our sponsors, Hummel Insurance Group, Casey's Outdoor Solution, and Maxwell Construction for their support of Rockstella Radio and important messages like this. All right. So thanks again for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day time for some more home improvement projects. No, you're killing me, (laughs) BD. You're killing me. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high-quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana.